Good day. Welcome to Conversations on Africa's Development, a podcast brought to you by ADA NEPAD. My name is Mwanjanganjo. With us in the studio today, we've got Mr. Amin Idris. He's the Director for Program Delivery and Coordination at the African Union Development Agency. Amin has got extensive experience in the mining, food industry, as well as oil industries in Central Africa, West Africa, as well as Asia. Before he joined AUD and NEPAD in June 2018, he worked as Director of Administration at the African Union Commission. This day, we bring to you a very um, interesting topic, one is, that is very close to the hearts of, of everybody, especially with regards to the future of our continent. Today, we'll be talking about um, the importance of the youth and their role in uh, entrepreneurship, the role of the youth in MSMEs. And Amin also has got some background in entrepreneurship as well. Welcome, Amin. Thank you, Mwanja. It's always a pleasure for, for you to join us. And uh, just before we started rolling, actually, you said that uh, you are an entrepreneur after all. But before we get there, do you actually believe that the youths in Africa have got a bright future? Well, definitely they do. Uh, because uh, look at to the situation uh, right now. The median age in Africa is about uh, between 16 and uh, 21. That means that the majority of the people living in this continent are very young. Uh, so they've got the energy, that's number one. Number two, uh, the level of education in the continent is increasing, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. And then they are also more open to the world. Remember, the internet uh, is doing a fantastic job actually to keep African people open, to learn, to share. Uh, besides that, I think that our countries are also improving in terms of governance. Yes, definitely there is a bright future uh, for African youth. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> All right, that's good to hear. So if, take us back a little bit. If you were your younger self today, say maybe 20 years ago, do you think, honestly, you would have been a full-time entrepreneur before <laughs> joining the former world of work? What's your comment on that one? Uh, if I was like, let's assume, um, less than 20 years, mm -hmm. much younger uh, today, I would have definitely gone for uh, entrepreneurship because Back to the past, uh, I believe that the world, and especially Africa, is much more uh, open. Uh, number one, it becomes much easier uh, somehow to travel from one country to another. Uh, number two, with the ACFT, African Continental Free Trade Area, you can actually get opportunities in other countries. Uh, number three, you, because of the technology, actually, you can uh, learn a little bit uh, more and at the same time uh, get uh, additional knowledges and get opportunities to buy and to sell in different places. And you can use the technology actually to advertise your product, your services. So uh, beside that, uh, banking sector for financing mm -hmm. becoming more, uh, is becoming actually much more flexible uh, at the same time. And there are also a lot of uh, a lot of new ways of uh, financing, supporting, building capacity. So definitely, if I was much younger, 
I would have become full-time entrepreneur and not part-time entrepreneur. <laughs> All right. Okay, just that being said, let's just give a general overview of, of, of the continent. Um, what exactly is the role of entrepreneurship in Africa's development? How important is it? Everybody keeps talking about it, but what role does entrepreneurship actually play on the African continent? But because, uh, you see, if you compare with the, the developed countries, mm. we, we have the impression that uh, people who don't know think that the states are the one doing the job. It's not true. Go to Europe. 90% of the employment, 95% of the employment are actually driven by private sector. The same in the US, in the entire developed countries, mm -hmm. private sector is the one that actually creates uh, jobs. In Africa, uh, 20, in 2020, uh, micro, small and medium enterprises have created 360 million jobs. But they accounted for 360 million jobs compared to government. All governments remitted in the continent account for 60 million jobs. Big companies like multinationals, they account for 66 million jobs. So, entrepreneurs are the ones creating jobs. Mm -hmm. So, without job, there is no actually economic prosperity. And then there is no development. That's number one. Number two, entrepreneurs are the ones who are driving innovation. Without innovation, there is no social transformation. You see, so both sides, you have job creation, mm. you have uh, innovation, and both are driven by entrepreneurs. All right, and um, recently I, I was attending a youth forum and there was a comment from the floor. One young person said, um, the reason why Africans are called resilient is because they don't have a choice. The reason why there are so many there are more entrepreneurs than those that are in formal employment is because they are forced to go entrepreneurship. It's a survivalist sector, so to speak. What's your comment on that one? There are two things here uh, to notice. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, most of the people who go to entrepreneurship and, entrepreneurship and they succeed, they go there because they like it and because they are real entrepreneurs. At the same time, you have uh, some people who go into entrepreneurship because it's a survival uh, business for them. They have no other choice. Mm -hmm. But those ones, they usually don't succeed. They will stop after they got uh, a job. And we don't call them uh, really uh, entrepreneurs. What we call entrepreneurs are the ones who are going there really to, because this is the way of living, their way of living, their way of uh, pushing, their mm -hmm. way of uh, supporting the world, transforming the world itself, transforming the continent. Therefore, going back to uh, resilience, mm -hmm. you know, it's wrong to say Africans are being called resilient because they don't have choice. In fact, mm -hmm. no one has a choice in this world. Everyone has to be resilient in one way or another. I don't think that Africans are more resilient than Europeans or than Asians. The mm -hmm. entire humanity people are resilient. That's why they move and they push. Now, the truth as well is that we are facing a different situation. We are facing more poverty and we have to fight back. Mm -hmm. now, does it make us more resilient? For sure, it makes us resilient. Yeah. You know, is it because we don't have choice? But nobody has choice. Mm -hmm. So it's not really, I would say, a quite common to say <laughs> it's because we don't have choice. Nobody has choice. But definitely we are resilient and we are pushing. 
All right, now bringing the conversation to the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD, as a continent's uh, development agency, um, what exactly are you doing in the space of micro, small, and medium enterprises? What is AUD and NEPAD doing in this AUD space? AUD and NEPAD is doing uh, basically, let's say, we have three different programs that are all actually uh, connected. Mm -hmm. The very first program about small, micro, small and medium enterprises is uh, the 100,000 MSMEs. We, we went from uh, the, we, we have noticed uh, mm -hmm. this actually. In this continent, we have like 70% uh, of African population are young, that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, and not only they are young, but we, there is a real issues of employment in the continent. So how do you address the issue of employment? As I mm. said at the beginning, only entrepreneurs can help, uh, can address the issue of employment. Now, how are we going to support entrepreneurs? We have launched uh, this 100,000 MSMEs program that have four components. Number one, uh, supporting all uh, youth and women-led uh, businesses by addressing their issues of capacity to help them to structure themselves, to move into more formality, because if they are more formal, more structured, they will be less risky. And if they are less risky, mm -hmm. that will help them to access much easily to financing. So structure them, ease their access to finance. Mm -hmm. This is the second component of the program. But at the same time, uh, structure them and ease their access to finance uh, will not necessarily help them to grow. The only way to help them to grow is to ease their access to markets. Mm -hmm. So how do you address the access to market? We believe that uh, governments uh, in Africa, but also elsewhere, are usually the biggest providers of business uh, opportunities. So public procurement is one way to address the access to market. So easing their access to public procurement is one way. Utilizing as well the SCFTA to help them to trade beyond their national borders mm -hmm. is another way. But also helping them actually uh, to, to, to sell a little bit more in their countries is a third way. This is so structure them or support them for capacity to structure themselves uh, then they are less risky and they can access easily to finance and then help them to access to market but at the same time the fourth component is actually addressing the, the, the issue of social protection in most of our countries uh, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. are individual entrepreneurs the capital is not that big and when there is an issue at home in the family Usually, they will use the capital yeah, to address indeed. the issue. Therefore, bringing actually social protection is a way to help them to become more resilient. So, this program has four components: formalizing, structuring them, mm -hmm. easing their access to finance, easing their access to market, and then bringing, providing them social uh, protection. That's actually the main program. Besides that, we have a similar program actually for women in agribusiness, uh -huh. you know, as well. And we have another program actually for entrepreneurs in infrastructure, you know. So making sure that African entrepreneurs access to public procurement in the area of building infrastructures in the continent and not just leaving it to multinationals. Okay, now that's, that's, that's very, very exciting. So a um, couple of questions, I'll try and throw two or three at the same time. So if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm listening to this program, I'm getting excited. Uh, practically, what do I do if I want? Do you provide direct support to these entrepreneurs as AUD and NEPAD? Where do I go if, I, if I'm an entrepreneur? And secondly, 
How many entrepreneurs have you worked with and what criteria do you use? All right, I think it's a very good point. How do you access this uh, program? Mm -hmm. Easy way is to go to our website, mm -hmm. you know, www.nepat.org. Mm -hmm. I think that's our program. And then you scroll down, you go, you find uh, 100,000 MSMEs as a program. There is a link that allows you actually to register yourself and to get actually access to the training materials, but also to live uh, training, uh, but as well online uh, training, mm -hmm. you know, that's number one. Once you have access to this program, to this actually capacity building program, and you register, of course, that will allow you, uh, allow us at the same time, after we have evaluated your business, mm -hmm. to connect you with financing institutions. We don't provide money ourselves. Okay. All right. Commercial banks are the ones who are providing actually financial support or uh, they, they will help you, they will assess your business and since now you become mm. less risky, you know, they would actually avail financing, especially in terms of working capital uh, to you. But you have to be an entrepreneur first, you know, to access to this program. The program is not about creating new entrepreneurs, it's oh, about okay. supporting existing young and women mm. entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So our partner here so far is EcoBank uh, Group. Mm -hmm. Then that's the second thing. Now, to go to your uh, second uh, question, how many uh, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. uh, have you been working with uh, mm -hmm. in the continent? In 2020, we have impacted uh, directly mm -hmm. uh, through this uh, training at least 3.7 million uh, entrepreneurs. Wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. That's, you know, a, that, that's a lot. It that was actually directly. Mm -hmm. uh, we have been working in 13 countries mm -hmm. uh, directly between uh, West Africa, North Africa, Central Africa, and East and Southern Africa uh, region. We have launched the direct financing. We take over in eight countries so far, and we are planning to launch in eight more again. And um, that, that was my, going to be my next question, yes. to say which countries are you in? Are you working all across the continent now? Are you moving in phases? No, we are moving in phases, <laughs> especially for the financing, because remember, we are not the ones providing the financing. Mm -hmm. Financing is being provided by our uh, partners who are the traditional commercial bank. In fact, what we are doing is connecting businesses to financier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We believe that governments cannot finance and will not actually. Yeah. They, will, they, will, they will announce it, but they will not necessarily mm. be able to finance uh, entrepreneurs. They can only ease access to financing. So we help governments to create the conditions for commercial bank to finance uh, businesses. So, so far we have been present in Cote d'Ivoire, mm -hmm. in Rwanda, uh, in Chad, in Togo, in Ghana, in Nigeria. Uh, those in Kenya as well, you have launched uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the program. And uh, there is eight country Mali, uh, mm -hmm. I think. No, Niger, sorry. And we are actually moving. We'll come to Zimbabwe, to Zambia. Uh, we'll go to Egypt, uh, okay. Ethiopia, and so on and so forth. So depending on uh, how far we've been in partnership with local commercial banks, mm -hmm. you know, uh, remember, again, our only objective is to help those businesses to structure themselves so that they become less risky for commercial bank to enter into business with them. Wow, sounds, sounds very, very exciting. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the MSME's uh, Academy? The African uh, Union Development MSME's uh, Academy, mm -hmm. this is again another partnership uh, program that we have uh, launched. Right now we passed a partnership with Badea, 
mm -hmm. de banque euh, arabe euh, pour le développement du, de, de, de l'Afrique. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they are based in, uh, in Khartoum mm -hmm. and they are supporting us actually to launch this and also with Microsoft. So we are building basically a platform, uh, an online platform that will offer uh, training materials but also a capacity building. Uh, You've got mentorship in it? Yeah, there is. That's okay. number one. Mm -hmm. There is also a mentorship, and the mentorship part is done with EcoBank again through the EcoBank Academy. Mm -hmm. You know, so we deliver actually mentorship, uh, coaching uh, directly. Uh, we believe that that's the best way for us to go uh, so far. First, because of the COVID, but because it's a technology help us to get to more entrepreneurs, to more people. So the platform is going to be in French and English, and wherever we can, wherever we can actually we deliver actually. Face-to-face uh, -face, uh, training, mm -hmm. and here again, I would like to thank our partners who are supporting us: UNDP, EcoBank Group, Badia. Uh, so far, actually, we are moving with them and Microsoft, by the way. Oh, that's <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. So, but what is the grand vision for all this work that you're doing? If you can just summarize yeah. it for us, you, you've reached more than three point no, what, what three we, million. What? Where are we going? Where are we headed? We, uh, our objective is simple. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to reach out to 1.5 million. Uh, MSMEs every year to help them to structure themselves mm -hmm. so they can become less risky mm -hmm. for financial institutions to enter into business with them. That's number one. Number two, we want to be able actually to help work with government to ease access to public procurement to micro, small and medium enterprises because we believe that uh, public procurement is the biggest market opportunity for MSMEs. Mm -hmm. And number three, we really want as well to make sure that we can we can provide uh, social protection schemes from private sector to MSMEs, but uh, actually a much affordable social security, uh, social protection plan, so to be supported by governments as well and private sector. Okay, <laughs> thank you. No, time is, is really ticking. Yeah. But let me just throw this one last question in. Is there an age limit as to who's supposed to, who, who's a, no, who, no, there is, who can uh, register? Of course, our targets are mm -hmm. youth and women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there is no age to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. you, could, you can be 60 and be an entrepreneur and join our program. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And you can be 16, be an entrepreneur and join our program. There All is right. no age, age limitation. All right. No, that, that's, that's very good to hear. Any last uh, message before we sign out? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's not really my last message, but mm -hmm. I, I believe that Africa is going to transform itself, and we already have started. So there is no, there is no way to be Afro pessimistic. We could only be Afro optimist. Yeah, yeah. And that's extremely important. We like it or we don't like it. This continent is going to change, and it already have started changing. There, you've, you've heard it. Thank you very much, Amin, for being with us today. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to touch base with you. We can only be Afro-optimists. There's no room for pessimism when it comes to the development of our continent. And um, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure hearing from, from you again. Um, to our viewers and our listeners out there, you can go to www.nepa.org to learn more about what the agency is doing in the space of entrepreneurship and MSMEs. My name is Mwanjang Anjo from the African Union Development Agency. Till next time, thank you.